Today's Shiz Masechta Yivam is Daflamid. We will begin on Daflamid Amid Aleph at the top of the Amid at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Shloisha Achim, you have three brothers from one father. Shnaim Mehem Nesun Lishtayachoyis. Two of the brothers are married to two sisters. Vechad Nasinochris. And one of the brothers is married to a woman who's not related to those other two wives. Meis Echad Mishnei Balechoyis. And one of the brothers who's married to one of the sisters passed away. And therefore, the only person who obviously could have done Yibam Chalitza is the brother who's married to the Nachris. Because the one that's married to the sister is an Achai Sishtai, we learned in the first Mishnah Masechta, would not be a candidate for Yibam Chalitza. And therefore, Kanas Nasi Nachris as a Ishtai, the brother who's married to the woman who's not related to them, the Jibum in the wife of the brother who passed away, and then that brother, Mace, passed away. In other words, we have three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, who all from the same father. Rachel and Leah are sisters. Reuben married Rachel, Shimon married Leah, and Levi married a woman, Sarah, that is not related to Rachel and Leah. And now Reuben died without any children. Rachel could only have Yibam from Levi, Shimon, it's as we said, Achais Ishtai. So Levi did the Yibam, and now Levi died without children. And now Levi's two wives, Sarah, his wife, who was his wife from before, and Rachel fall to Shimon. Rishayna, Rachel, who was Ruvain's original wife, and needed, and she was the first woman in this relationship that needed Jibum, she's still the sister of Leah, Shimon's wife. And Shnia, Sarah, goes away, doesn't have Yibam, because she's the Tsarasa, she's the Tsara. And we go back to what we learned at the beginning of Masechta, that a Tsaras Erva is potter from Yibam, doesn't have Yibam Chalitza. But now, Asba Mamer, if when Levi didn't actually marry Rachel, didn't actually do Yibam Rachel. All he did was do Mimer, and before he could consummate that Mimer, he passed away. Asba Mimer Mace. So Nochris, so this wife is Choletzes Veloy Mesyabemis. The wife of Levi, who, the wife of Levi, Sarah, so we have to think about her. If we consider the Mimer as if they're married, so then she's a Tsara Serva. And she is not a candidate for Yibam Chalitza. On the other hand, if we don't consider her a Tsaras Erva, because the mimer that took place between Levi and her, Midaraisa, really doesn't have any halachic validity. So she's a full fledged Shemeris Yavam to Shimon. And because of that, Chazal said she do Chalitza and not Yibam. And right away, the Gemara points out. Taima, the reason for this Pesach of our Mishnah, is because the other B'maimer, all that happened was the Levi did Maimer in Rachel. Haloi Ovid B'maimer. Had he not even done Maimer, then the Halacha would be the Nachris, the Sarah, who is Levi's wife, that is not related to Rachel and Leah, Yivume Nami Yivama, would be a candidate for Yibam. Why would she be a candidate for Ibam? Says Rav Nachman, Zaysa Maris, because according, because even if there wasn't Maimer done, but as we have discussed so many times in this Masechta, there is a Zika 
that takes place between the Shemeris Yovam and the Yovam. So, so now the question is, how does the Halacha view that Zika that exists between Levi and Rachel? Says the Gemara that according to Rav Nachman, Rav, says Rav Nachman, according to our Mishnah, Zika doesn't really make a difference. To the, to the degree that Zika doesn't really make a difference, that even in a case where there's only one brother to, to whom there is Zika, in the example that we're learning, Leah only has, Rachel only has Zika to Levi. To Shimon there is no Zika, because to Shimon we have the issue of being an Achais Ishtai. So it's a very strong Zika, as we discussed earlier in Amasechta. Even though, as we've been discussing, it's a very strong Zika, it isn't strong, it isn't strong enough that it should make, that they should have, that that, that should be considered as if Levi married her, and now her sorrow would be at Tzaras Erva. If there's no mimer even, if there's nothing besides the Zika, the Allah doesn't recognize that relationship. Says the Mishnah. Shloish Achim, again, you have three brothers. Shnaimem Sunushte Achis, two of them are married to two sisters, Vachanasi Nochris, and one is married a woman who's not related to them at all. Mesa Nasi Nochris, and the brother who's married to the woman who's not related passed away. And one of the brothers uh, married to the sisters did Yibam. And now he passed away. So now his two wives fall to Yibam to the to the brother, to the brother who's married to the sister. Again, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are all brothers. Rachel, Leah, sisters. Reuven married Rachel. Shimon married Leah. Levi married Sarah, not related. Levi is the one that passed away without children. And now she fell to Reuven and Sarah, fell to Reuven and Shimon. No problem. Reuven and Shimon are married to women who are not related to her. And now Shimon did Yibam with Sarah, and then Shimon died. So now Leah and Sarah fall to Yibam to Ruvain. So obviously, the woman who was married first to Shimon, who is a sister of Ruvain's wife, is obviously not a candidate for Yibam Mechalitz because she's a, a Chaisishta. And Shnia, the woman who married Shimon second, the Sarah, is also exempt because she is the tsara of Tsaras Erva. She's the tsara of the of a Chaisishtai. However, let's say Asabai Mamramais, if after the brother died, didn't marry didn't do Yibam and her. He only Shimon did Mimer and Sara. And then after Shimon did Mimer, he passed away. And now we have Sara and Leah falling to Yibam. So now, of course, Leah is certainly not a candidate for Yibam Mechalitza, because she's still an Achais Ishtay to Ruvain's wife. But the question is, again, how does the Allah view the relationship that exists between Levi and Sarah? If the Allah views it as if she's, a, 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 as if she's his wife, so then she's a Tzara Serva. But if the halacha does not recognize that relationship, if the halacha does not recognize that relationship, so then the halacha would be that she fell from her husband, from her original husband, and she's not an achayisisha; she's not related to Ruvain's wife. And because of that, the halacha is chalatzus So ask the Gemara 
But isn't this exactly what we've learned in the previous Mishnah? Hasulamali. Why was this needed to be taught? Isn't this exactly what we learned in the previous Mishnah? Hainohach. Ask the Gemara. It's exactly the same halacha that we learned previously. Hashta. And the Gemara takes it a step further. In the previous Mishnah, where the wife of the, the Yavam who is left is an Achais Isha to the, to the, to the, to the Yavam, and the Tzara is the Nachris, that means Rachel, the sister of Leah, the wife of Shimon, becomes a Tzara Medrabonan to Tzara, the wife of Levi who's married to him, Midaraisa. And therefore, let's think about this. Who is the primary wife here? And who is the, the not primary wife? The primary wife is the Nachris. Amrit, but we still are paskening that Nachris is a surah. We're still paskening that the woman who is the, the, not the main wife is still not going to have Yibam Chalitza because we learned that the Maimer has this power. Hacha, the Nachris have a Tzara. So in our case, where the Nachris is the Tzara, Lachos Isha, that was married to the husband. Like Hoshkein, that Dalach is, that if in the previous case, the person who's the Tafel could make the one that's the Iker not be qualified, certainly in this case, Tzara, who is the Nachris, should have the ability that she became the Tzara B'maimah, she should not have that halacha, says the Gemara indeed. Tana hach tana The Tana first learned the previous Mishnah. V'hach, and after he learned that Mishnah, Chazi He thought that in a case where the Nachris is the primary wife, we should be Meikol, V'sharya, and we should think that she be a case that she should be Muta Fayibam. V'chadar, and he thought maybe she, since she's the primary wife, and she's not related, she should be muta tavivim. Then he decided, Lisura, that we should say that the nachris that's married with a full-fledged marriage, the Allah is, she is the tsara, and therefore she's also because of tsaras erva. So that says the Gemara, I did the chavivala. So that was a bigger chiddush, agdama. So he mentioned that Mishnah. Because whenever there's a Chiddush, the Gemara always focuses on the Chiddush first. And that's why that Mishnah was learned. And the truth is that our Mishnah did not have to be taught. But the reason it was taught, because Mishnah is also Mekayma. The Halacha is that they, the Mishnah that's incorporated in Halacha remains in Halacha, even if there's no need to say it. And as the Mepharshim explained, why? Mepharshim explained that in those days, Torah Shabbat was learned as the name implies, Torah Shabbat And Chazal, when they learn something by heart, if you start changing and omitting and deleting, what will happen was that people will get confused. And in order to avoid that type of confusion, even though the Mishnah doesn't really represent anything that is a chiddush. The halacha is that it still remains because of, it still remains there as it was. Teaches us the Mishnah. If you have three brothers, two of them are married to two sisters, and one of them is married 
to a woman who's not related to these brothers. And one of the brothers who's married to one of the sisters, one of the brothers who's married to one of the sisters, passed away. So the brother who's not married to a sister, obviously, because the brother who's married to a sister cannot do Yibam. So the brother who's not married to a sister married the, this did Yibam. And then, then this sister, the died, and then the one that was married to the Nachris passed away. To illustrate, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are all brothers. Rachel and Leah are sisters. Reuven married Rachel, Shimon married Leah. Levi married a woman called Sarah, who is not related to Rachel and Leah. And now Reuven died without children. Rachel fell to Levi because she could not fall to Shimon. And then Leah, Shimon's wife, passed away. And now Levi passes away and Sarah and Rachel fall to Shimon. So now let's think about it. Rachel is a chais ishai. Rachel is the wife, the sister of of, Shim, uh, of Shimon's wife, but unfortunately, at the moment, at this moment, Shimon's not married to her sister anymore. And as we have learned so many times in Amasechta, that even though by most ervis, the Allah is that a woman who is declared to be an erva remains an erva forever, Achois Isha is an exception to that rule. And Achois Isha rule is that she, once the wife of the brother dies, the halacha is you can marry, once the wife that was married to your brother dies, you can marry her sister. So here the achos isha fell away because Shimon's wife who was her sister, who was Rachel's sister, Leah, Leah who was Rachel's sister is no longer alive. Here the regular halacha of achos ishtai doesn't apply. And therefore, says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, asura love Olamis. She can never marry. She can never marry Shimon. And however, Nesra loves Shaachas. The reason is that when her first husband died, when Rachel's first husband Ruvain died, at that point, as we've been saying a number of times, she could not have had Yibum with Shimon. At that point, there was a concept. Of Achais Isha. Since that label got attached to her, it remains for her forever. Am Rabbi Huda Marav, and to explain this halacha, says Rabbi Huda Marav, call Yevomish Enani Karba Bishas Nafila. Any woman who, when she falls to Yibam, cannot fulfill the halacha of Yevoma Yavaleha. That, she's, that we can't fulfill the mitzvah. As we said, when our first husband, when Rachel's first husband, Ruvain, died, the mitzvah of Yibin could not have been done with Shimon, because at that point, Shimon's wife, Leah, was still alive. So she, therefore, was an achais isha. The halacha is that asura, she remains asur forever. This is the halacha, that she remains asur forever. Says the Gemara, my kamash malon, what is the Mishnah teaching us, Rabbi Yudam Rav is teaching us, Pshad in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, what is he teaching us? Tanina, hasn't we learned previously that if a Yuvama was an Achais Ishtai from the Yavam, and then 
she fell to Yibam from a different brother. She remains Osir. Why does she remain Osir? As we just said, that she was Osir at one point. Since she was Osir at one point, she remains Osir forever. Says the Gemara, we would suggest, that means, that means, as wrong as Rachel was an Amona, she was an Achais Leia of Shimon, because Leia was alive. Only after Levi did Yibum, only then did Leia die. So at that point, she was in a situation of, since she became Osir originally to Shimon, she remains Osir. Avil, in a situation, suggests the Gemara, that means Leia died before Shimon did Yibum in Rachel. So when Rachel married Shimon, when, so when Rachel married Shimon, that at that, when, at that point, when Rachel married Levi, she could have also married Shimon because she was no longer an Achais Ishtai before, before Yibam was done here. Amos Tishri. So maybe she, Rachel should be able to have Yibam with Shimon, Kamash Malan, that since at the moment of death, Shimon was married to Leah, her sister, since at the moment of death, Shimon was married to sister Leah, she can never get married to Shimon. It says the Gemara, Hanami Tanina. It's, it's a very nice shot, but it's also a Mishnah that we're going to learn in Mitzvah Shem on Daf Lamed Beis. The Mishnah teaches us, Shnei Achim if two brothers are married to two sisters, and one dies and therefore she can't have Yibam with the surviving brother because of the issue of Achais Ishtai. And then Achim Eishtai Eishtai Shesheni. And then the, sec- the, bro- the surviving brother's wife, who is her sister, dies. So now she technically can marry him. The Allah is Harei Surah She can't have Yibam with him. Why? Since she became Asr for one moment, when her husband died, she was Asr. That Isra remains forever. Answers the Gemara, Madu Tema, maybe that Mish, so we see the concept of Hoyo Venezuela Shav Achas even before she had Yibam. Says the Gemara, that's not a good Raya. There we were talking about that there were two brothers in the world. One, they were married to two sisters. And when the first brother died, his Amona could not have Yibam with his surviving brother. So therefore we say, at that moment, she became a woman that is not subject to Hilchus Yibam. But here, our case, because let's think about, in this case, she, she, she couldn't have married Shimon when Ruvain died, because Shimon was married to Leah's sister, but she could marry Levi. So maybe that's not considered a situation of maybe it's not considered a situation where she is not in the category of Yibam. Since she could have married Levi, and Levi is a brother that's here, and Levi is a brother that she could have done Yibam. 
So that's not Chazinamilhai. So she's not considered that she Nesra Olav because she wasn't Nesra to the spies. She was Nesra to Shimon, but she wasn't Nesra Legamre. Kamash Malon, if she was also to Shimon, the fact that she was Mutter, not just Mutter, the fact that Levi was required to do Yibim with her is immaterial. So to shine him debate, that here we're learning that a woman is, that the woman who is not qualified to have Yibam, the halacha is that she remains also forever. Why? So the Rishonim explain that, oh, Rabbeinu Tam explains that once a woman at the moment of death is not a candidate for Yibam, then she gets the label of an Eshesach. And the way I understand what Rabbeinu Tam means to say is that Eshesach we often say here, is a very serious erva. The Torah, under the crapper circumstances, says there's a mitzvah yibam. But if when all of those issues, when all of those conditions are not met, then the regular iser of Eishas Ach remains. And since the regular iser of Eishas Ach remains, then it remains forever. In other words, as I saw Rabbi Hanan explains. It's not that there's a special din here. It's on the contrary. The, the, the rule is that Yibam is a Chiddush, that a brother can marry his, wife, his brother's Amana. When everything is lined up, so then the Torah lifts that Isser. But in a situation where that is not the case, where everything is not lined up, then the Allah is that she doesn't fall back then she remains in Eshesach, and that label remains with her forever. But then there's another shot that Tysus points out. Tysus says that if a woman was not a candidate for Yibam at the moment of death, and then later the circumstances change, let's understand our Gemara. Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Or even we don't even have to have Levi, Reuven and Shimon. And the moment of Reuven's death, she could not have Yibam with Shimon because Shimon was married to Levi, her sister, to Leah, her sister, and then Shimon died. So what would that mean, says Tysus? What that means is that she was not a candidate for Yibam and then becomes a candidate for Yibam. So says Tysus that that is a lack of that a woman should be able to go get married or maybe she even went to get married. And then we'll say, well, the circumstances changed, and therefore you are supposed to have Yibam, is a lack of Derecha Dachinoyam. And since it's a lack of Derecha Dachinoyam, the is, she's not a candidate for Yibam ever. Says the Mishnah Shloish Achim, again, we have these three brothers, Shnaimem Nesum Shteichoyis, two of them are married to two sisters, Vechadnos and one is married to a woman who's not related to them. Girish one of the men who are married to the sister divorced his wife. And then Nochris, and then the brother who is married to the woman who's not related passed away. The Kansamagarish, and the brother who had divorced his wife did the Yibam or Mace. And then he died without children. So again, to illustrate, we have Ruvain Shimon and Levi brothers, Rachel and Leah sisters, Ruvain married Rachel, Shimon married Leah. Levi married Sarah, who is not related. Ruvain divorced his wife, Rachel. And then Levi died, 
with our children. And Sarah now stands as a Shemeris Yovam to Ruvain and Shimon. And Ruvain did the Yibam. And now Ruvain dies with our children. And Sarah falls to Shimon. Sarah has no issue because when Sarah was married, because when Sarah became a Yivama, a Shemeris Yom to Ruvain, Rachel was no longer married to Ruvain. So, at that, so what that means, Rachel and Sarah were never, Rachel and Sarah were never Tzoros. When Ruvain married Sarah, Ruvain, Rachel was out of the picture. Says the Mishnah, Zuish Amru, this is what was referred to in the first Mishnah of Amasechta when we learned Kulon Shemesu and Nizgarshu in all situations where the husband, the wife, who was the Erva, died or got divorced, so they're not considered Tzoroseim. So says the Gemara, let's learn the Mishnah well. Tama, the Giresh, Vakachmes. What's Pshat in our Mishnah? What Pshat in our Mishnah is that Ruvain divorced Rachel before he, before he, Ruvain divorced Rachel before Levi, who married Sarah, married her. That, mean, that means that when Sarah fell to Ruvain, she wasn't in potentially even able to be a Tzara to Rachel because Rachel and Ruvain had been divorced. And that's why she's not considered a Tzara's erva when she falls now to Shimon. Avomais, what would be if Levi, the husband of Sarah, Levi, the husband of Sarah, died. And Sarah needed Yibam from Reuven and Shimon, the wives of Rachel and Leah. And Gachakach Kirish. And then Reuven divorced Rachel, and he did Yibam. Then Asura. So Sarah cannot have Yibam to Shimon, the husband of Leah, the wife of Rachel, who had Levi had divorced. Even though, even though, by the time Levi, even though, by the time Reuven had done Yibam, he had already divorced Rachel. So they were never Tsaris. The halacha is that still they were, tsar, they were potential Tsaris. Since they were potential Tsaris, that's enough to make her disqualified from ever being able to be married to Shimon. For if that were not the halacha, the Mishnah could have told us a bigger Chiddush, that Sarah to become, to have Yibum, to, Sarah could have Yibum to Shimon, even if he died before Ruvain divorced the sister. And only afterwards, Ruvain divorced the sister and did Yibum. The fact that the Mishnah didn't tell us that Chiddush is a raya that that is enough to make them Tsaris, says the Gemara Amr of Ashi. So if Ashi summarizes what we have just discussed so summarizes Ravashi, Am Ravashi, Zois Amaris. What we're what we're really saying here is that they zika afilatrayachi. That the zika is so strong that the zika creates that they considered Saris, even though he never married her, and therefore, even therefore, if Rachel, even if Rachel was married to Ruvain when there was Zika, 
that is enough to make Sora considered a Tzara of Rachel, a Tzara's Erva. And therefore, the halacha is, she cannot have Yibam with Shimon. Only if she only became a Shemeris Yavam, after Ruvain divorced Rachel, the sister of Leah, the wife of Shimon, only then could she fall to Shimon. And what is this all based on? This is all based on the concept of Yezika. But ask the Gemara, Ulur of Ashi, sort of Ashi, who just explained that our Mishnah's halacha is completely based on the halacha of Zika, Kasha the Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, earlier now, is here, explained that the Mishnayas here are based on, also by Maimur, the first Mishnah of our Shia today, Tamad of Abba only because there was a Maimur in here, in this situation. But we learned the first piece of Gemara today, that had there not been Maimur, there would be no halacha of the, the zika itself is meaningless. So how is Rav Nachman going to reconcile? Amar, Rav Ashi, who teaches us the concept of, of, of zika, the halacha that we learned in the first mission in today's shir, the halacha be, would not be relevant if there were maimer or not. The same halacha would, would apply even if there was no maimer. The halacha is nochris mechutz chaltza. The halacha is that she would need chalitza, from Shimon, when Levi dies without children. Because Rachel, the wife of Ruvain, Rachel, the wife of Ruvain, the brother of Levi, her husband, didn't become a tsara. But she can't be a candidate for Yibam. Why can't she not be a candidate for Yibam? Because she's a tsara through Zika. So if that's the case, why did the Mishnah have to tell us of a Bamamur? The Mishnah could have even told us the same din because of Zika, says the Gemara. What the Mishnah was trying to do was Lafuki Beishamai. It was trying to teach us that we don't agree with the opinion of Beishamai. That Beishamai's opinion is the Maimur Kainu Kinyagemur. The Maimur is very strong. Kamash Malam, that our Mishnah is coming to teach us the like of Beishamai, that we don't follow the opinion of Beishamai. And of course, all the Mepharshim asked the question that throughout Halacha, Beishamai, Bemok and Beishilol, the opinion of Beishamai in the place of Beishilol of, of, of is meaningless. So why did we have to tell us, Kamash Malon, the like of Beishamai? So Ritva explains that the Tana sometimes will teach us a Halacha that to show us that Halacha is like Beishilol, just to show us that Beishamai is incorrect. In other words, the, the Dvar is saying that since we're learning these halachas anyway, and they could have been taught in one way or the other, the Mishnah prefers to teach it in a way to show us that Beishamai is incorrect. Another pshat that I saw is that maybe we would make an argument that Beishamai's opinion makes a lot of sense. And since Beishamai's opinion makes a lot of sense, we ought to follow the opinion of Beishamai. That's why the Gemari here had to tell us that no, don't think that the opinion of Beishamai is the opinion that we ought to follow, but rather we discount the opinion of Beishamai. It doesn't make a difference if it makes sense to us or not. We're going to follow, we're going to follow the opinion of Beishamai. So we now learn that according to Ravashi, the Lohi is that as a woman 
who's a tzara even an erva, a woman who's even a tzara of a zika, is considered a tzara that she should not be a candidate for yibum. She will only be a candidate for chalitza. Ask the Gemara. But going back to the beginning of the shir, where Rav Nachman learned pshat in the first Mishnah. Rav Nachman kashid Rav Ashi, but Rav Nachman, who said the Al Mishnais are following the opinion of Ein Zika, we have a question from Rav Ashi. From Al Mishnah, it seems that the fact that he had a divorcer, that the one that was Nasi Nachris, the one, the brother who was married to the sister, his wife divorced before there was a Zika, the, the why did the Mishnah have to teach us that then? If they got divorced even after the Zika, but as long as these two women were never Tsaris, it should be enough. The Chuyatema, if we'll say that really the din is that who had din that filamase, that even a Flavi, the husband of Sarah, had died before Ruvain divorced Rachel. Tsaras because we're not concerned about Zika. But that's the case, El Zuhi. Why did the Mishnah use the word Zuhi? Lemuti, to teach us the following case. Lemuti, Konas, Vachkakirish. What would be the halacha if Ruvain did, did Yibum and Rachel? And then, again, to get the whole story. Again, we have three brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Rachel and Leia are sisters. Ruvain married Rachel. Shimon married Leia. Levi married Sarah, not related to them, and Levi dies without children. And Sarah falls to Reuven and Shimon for Yibam. Reuven did Yibam. And only after they did Yibam, at that point, did he divorce Rachel, and then he died. So the Allah is that since at one point Rachel and Sarah were Tsaris during their marriage to Reuven, the Allah is that they, she will no longer be able to be a candidate for even to Shibin. And the truth of the matter is that this is a discussion that we had early in the Masechta. We had a discussion early in our Masechta that what is the moment that we consider, what is the halacha that we consider the defining moment that somebody becomes Tsaris? The Gemara Dafyid Gimel discussed this. And the Ma'an Yudafi Gimel says that, because we learned in the Mishnah, that if, they were, if he was no longer married to the Erva at the moment of death, the Tsar is not considered a Tsar's Erva. So we learned that Rav Yirmiya taught us, going back to Dafi Gimel, the, the Machlaikis. And some Ma'an say that the moment of death is what I look at. And since at the moment of death, they were not, this woman who now, her husband died, is not, was, is not an erva. The fact that she, in one time in her lifetime, was a tsarist erva is immaterial. Rabbi Yirmiya said, it's a machloikis mishnayis. One mishnah, the first mishnah of Amasekta holds that the moment of death is the defining moment. And the mishnah we're going to have later in the Masechta, our mishnah actually said Rabbi Yirmiya, the Mishnah here is a ride that we look if they were Tsaris at any point of their lives. According to the Rava, however, that's not true. The Allah is that the only moment that defines what's important is the moment of death. 
So, if that's the case, now let's learn the Gemara. If we're going to say that the Mishnah here on that Lamed and the Mishnah on that base don't have to agree, Tavra, the two Mishnahis represent two different opinions. Mishishana Zu, the Tana who taught this Mishnah, Loshana Zu, did not teach the Mishnah of Dapez and the Tana of Daflamid aren't in agreement. Hai Tana Sover, the Tana of Dapez holds Misa that the moment of death is the defining moment. For Hai Tana, and I Tana holds the Sumer Shoinim Apilim. As long as these two women with Soros at any point in their lives, they're considered Soros Erva. Zuhi, that's what our Mishnah is coming to teach us. That if they would service at any point, she cannot have Yibum. Even though when the brother died, she was not at Saras Erva. Eli Savala Karova. If we're going to hold like Rova, that everybody agrees that Misa Mepelem. So, and the Mishnah is teaching us Zuvein Tani. And in all cases, we look at the moment of death. So then what we come back to our original question, according to Rav Nachman, Zui Lemutimai. Says the Gemara Karcha, we must say the Rav Nachman, in order to explain our Mishnah, is going to say that our Mishnah holds like Rabbi Yirmiya, that as long as they were Tsaris at any point in their lives, they are Tsaris, she's considered a Tsaris Erva, and that's what the Mishnah was coming to teach us. Ula Rava, says the Gemara, according to Rava, who holds that the Allah is that the only thing that we look at is the moment of death. If we'll say the Rav holds like Rav Ashi, that our Mishnah is coming to teach us Zeisika, Zuil Mute, our Mishnah is coming to teach us Mace Beloy Girish. If he died, if he died, even though he never did Yibum, but they were, they were Tsaris Bezika, that's enough to make him a Tsaris Erva. But that means that Rava will have to subscribe to the concept of Zika. But ask the Gemara, Isavlak Rav Nachman, if Rava is going to hold Rav Nachman, that our Mishnayas hold that ain't Zika, Zulamutimai, what will the Zui come to teach us? Comes the, says the Gemara, Rav is going to have to hold like Rav Ashi, that there's a concept of Zika, and therefore, since she was a Tsara Bezika, that's enough that she should not be a candidate for Yibam. Says the Gemara, we just learned that if one is a Tsaris Erva, the Tsaris Erva, not only is the Erva exempt from Yibam Mechalitza, but the Tsara is also, says the Mishnah, the Kulon, all these 15 Ervas that were mentioned in the first Mishnah of Amasakba, Shahayibam Sophic, the Shaban Kedushin, there was a Sophic Kedushin. That means there were two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Shimon married Sarah, and he also did Kedushin in Rivka, who is an erva to one of the fifth, to Ruvain, his brother. And we're going to speak about what Sophic Kedushin means. Now, Shimon dies. So the question is, Rivka is related to Ruvain. Rivka certainly can't have Yibam with Ruvain. The question is, Sarah. Is Sarah considered a Tsaris erva? Or not. Or we can have the same type of question, Gerishim Basafik. That means the erva received a get. The erva received a get. If the get is a good get, so the tsara is not a tsara's erva. If the get 
is not a good get, then she's a Tsaris Erva. And all these situations, Paskins the Mishnah, Harelu Khotsufulamisyamis. The halacha is that we do Khalitza and not Yibam. So the Gemara identifies what does a Suffolk Kedusha mean? What does a Suffolk Gerisha mean? Says the Gemara, Ketzad, Suffolk Kedushin. What does it mean, a Suffolk Kedushin? Zarla Kedushin, Kedush, a, a, a star was thrown to this woman. Suffolkar Vloy, was it closer to him? Suffolkar Vloy, or was it closer to her? Was it within his four Amis or her four Amis? Because the Alochi is that the four Amis of a person, was, as we will speak, are considered their rishos. And since they're considered rishos, it means that the Kedushin fell in her rishos. That's considered of Suffolk Kedushin. And what does that mean? Suffolk Kedushin is where we have a question on the Kedushin. Rashi explains what does this mean. That this woman was, this Rashi explains, that the woman was standing in Rosh Hashanah, and we don't know if the Kedushin fell within four Amis of her, or, and therefore she's considered marriage, because there's Allah Dala Amis Kainas Loi. The Gemara we're going to learn in the coming Shir will teach us that we could have a similar situation with a Suffolk get. That a man threw a get to his wife in the Rosh Hashanah, and we don't know if it landed within four Amis of her or not. Ask Ramban, how could a get that was thrown within Dalar Amis of a woman be a good get? Dalach is indeed that we said that Dalar Amish Adam Kainasloi is an invention of the Rabbanon. But the get has to be valid, the Raisa. And Dalar Amis is not my property. So Ramban answers, the Gemara says, Masech the Gitten, the Flamme Gimelam and Aleph, called the Makadish. That every person who gets married gets married based on what the Rabbanon decide is a valid Kedushin. So a get that lands within a woman in the Hadal Amis, because even though Midaraisa, that isn't her Rishus, but Midrabbanon's her Rishus, and if it fell into that Rishus, the reason she's divorced explains the Ramban, because the Rabbanan annul the marriage originally. The Ran has a very different explanation. The Ran says that we know, the Gemara Orphan in Shah says, Hefka Bezdin Hefka. Says the Ran, through the authority that Bezdin has of Hefka Bezdin Hefka, Chazal are able to say that this property is yours. Your Dal- the Dalar Amis of where you're standing are yours. And actually, this is, the, the Rav Shlomo Eger says that this is the basis for a very famous Chakira. When we say Hefka Bezdin Hefka, how are we supposed to understand Hefka Bezdin Hefka? Does Hefka Bezdin Hefka have the ability to take something, that Chacham have the ability to take something that belongs to you and take it away from you? Or does Hefka Bezdin Hefka is even stronger? And what Hefka Bezdin Hefka has the ability to do is take something which is n- not Yerushos and make it Yerushos. According to the Ram, Hefkebez and Hefker has the ability to say this property, which is within your Dalar Amis, is yours. And according to the Ramban, who gave a different tarot, 
Why do you have to give a different tarots? Because he's not prepared to give Hefker, Bezin, Hefker so much authority. Says, continues the Mishnah. What is an example of a suffocation? If the husband wrote a get, but there's no Edom on that get. So the Allah is that that get is not good Midrabonim. Or there's a Yesh of Edom. There are Edom signs on the get. And the Allah is, as we're going to learn, the Gemara Masech the Gittin teaches us that a get has to have a date. And the Gemara gives two reasons. And Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says the reason is that we have to have a date Let's say someone is married to his niece and his niece had a relation with another man. And the date of the get is critical because if that relationship was after the divorce, she's not an Ashish. If that relationship occurred before they divorced, she's an Ashish. So in order to make sure that he doesn't try to cover up for his relative, you have to have a date. Rishlokish is because the halacha is that a husband is entitled to eat the prayers, the nechsim of his wife. So we have to know at what point where, where, where the nechsim no, he's no longer enti- what no longer entitled. What about the reason Shirashi explains that really the fact that he wrote the get with his own signature makes that the get should be considered a a valid get, midaraisa. However, Chazal said that we have to have the get have Adam even under those circumstances. Or third case, Yesh Bezman, there is a date on the get. However, there's only one witness signed in that get. All of these cases are considered a Suffolk Gerishin. And therefore, if Shimon divorced his wife with who Shimon divorced his wife, who is an heir to his brother, with one type of disket, and there's another wife who's a tsara. So that tsara, we don't know, is she a tsara server or she's not a tsara server. It depends on the validity of the get. And in all those cases, Chazal said we should do chalitza, we should do chalitza on and not yibum.